I think a lot of people that struggle is kind of because they don't really have a system. The tools are just like a sidekick, you know. They can help you out. Like if you don't have a system, you know, the tools don't really help a lot. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. We're about to get started with another amazing guest who's sharing incredible insights. And I want to make sure that you are aware that all of this is made possible by Mindvalley. And right now, Mindvalley has an amazing package that you can take advantage of called All Access. If you haven't heard of it before, this is basically getting every single quest of Mindvalley available to you for an annual price of under $600. And the best part is you can get started, have a test drive if you've never done a quest before and see how amazing this transformational material is. If for any reason you feel is not what you're looking for, you're always eligible for a refund within the first 30 days. So I urge you to go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. That way you'll be able to take advantage of this incredible offer and it will support our shows and free content such as superhumans at work that you get to listen to twice a week. So go in there, check out the quests that are available. All the information will be on that page, which is mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, where you can also find this link in the show notes. And now let's get started with our episode. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. I have here an incredible guest, a founder CEO of a company called Doist. Now, for those of you who have followed me over the times, you know that I'm a big fan of productivity. I love using tools around productivity. And this company is actually the one behind a famous tool that I particularly love called Todoist. Now, the founder himself, Amir Salahifendish, he actually is an incredible individual who built a company over the last 10 plus years where they are all working remotely. They're using tools that allow them to be more effective. And he's promoted this tool, Todoist, to millions of people globally. Over 20 million people use Todoist now. And what's fascinating is that there's so many lessons around the principles that allow it to work. The way that he's founded the company with the way that he runs his teams is all in a way to be super productive without anybody burning out. There's a lot of nuances as to how he does this. And we want to explore those tactics so you can apply them within your workplace so everyone can do more without necessarily having to burn out, be stressed, but actually focus on the right things. And so it's with my great pleasure that I bring Amir to the show. Amir, thank you for being here. Well, Jason, it's awesome to be here and, you know, share some tips on productivity, something that we like deeply care about. Yeah. I love the fact that I believe Duist from its roots was actually designed to be a company that is remote first. And today, you know, with the changes happening around the world, a lot of companies were forced into being remote. And so I'd love to know, since you were taking initiative on being remote, what were some of the reasons that you decided to operate remotely and some of the benefits that you've had by making that choice early on in the company? Yeah, honestly, like, you know, we are kind of like zealots in terms of like remote work. Like we have been promoting this for over 10 years and we actually think this is kind of like the future of work. And, you know, some of the results kind of speak for themselves. Like our 10-year retention, employee retention is like 97%. So almost like nobody leaves the company. And if you actually compare this to like some of the most successful tech companies in the world, like Google, like their retention is kind of 30% or something like that or much lower. It's not only Duist, it's kind of like a lot of like these remote first companies like GitLab, they have like a thousand people, retention is like in the 80%. 
buffer as well and Basecamp and et cetera, over 80%. So it tells you a bit about like that people are actually really, really happy in these setups. And I understand that because like it adds a lot of freedom and you can also like hire amazing people all around the world, people that are mission driven and not like, you know, mercenaries like from like your little town or like your little city or even like your big town <laughs> or city. I think there's like huge advantages. Of course, there's also like some disadvantages, you know, like everything, like it's nothing is like silver bullet and, you know, some things are still easier to do while working together in an office. But if you compare these pros and cons, like we are actually really bullish on like remote first as the future of like work. Yeah. I love that you were able to do this from the start. Now, it's interesting because with a lot of us, even at Mindvalley, we played around with doing remote work when the COVID crisis happened, we were forced into remote work and we've had to make some adaptation. We had to make some changes. And this has been the reality for so many businesses around the world. You mentioned a few of those challenges. What is it that you've seen the most difficult for companies that have to make a transition to remote over the time, especially in such a rush now? I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of like a, a different way of working. It's not really comparable to office work. So like a lot of the stuff that you would actually do in an office environment, you wouldn't really do in like a remote first environment. So for instance, for us, like written communication, it's kind of the key. So a lot of stuff that we do is written. We don't have many meetings. And the reason is kind of like, you know, written communication scales a lot better, you know, especially like we have people in 35 different countries. So, you know, you can't even have people like online all the time, like looking at the same stuff at the same time, or even having like meetings, a lot of meetings, like it does not really scale. While the written communication does scale and, you know, people can kind of consume it on their own. They can think about it and come back and write something, you know, insightful. So it's kind of like a very different dynamic than the regular company that you see. There's very few remote first companies in the world, like this is one of them we operate on a very different level than like many different. And I think it's kind of like there needs to be a mindset shift at organization. The whole organization needs to operate in a different way. And it's probably also why it's so difficult for people to actually adapt this because they are just kind of taking like the office environment into the remote space. And that is where like you basically get the worst of both worlds. So yeah, it's definitely not a recommendation. Yeah. Love it. And I know that you have principles that you've built around the systemist method, I believe are all the principles that you need to have in place to be able to be more productive and even to facilitate the remote work. I wanted to kind of take it this way and see what are some of these principles that actually allow these companies to transition easier or for an individual to just be more productive by himself. You know, something to note about us is also like we have actually shared and blogged for over 10 years. So we have actually built huge amounts of like posts and actually very popular posts about remote work and productivity in general. And actually like for productivity, like there's different levels. Like, so there's the individual level, like are you optimizing yourself? You becoming productive as an individual? And then there's kind of the team level. And I think maybe like they aren't really the same system. So the system system is, it's kind of the system I use. It's kind of GTD, getting things done, inspired, but it's much more simplistic. And honestly, I think like something that's like much more critical than tools for at least individual productivity is kind of having a system. I think a lot of people that struggle is kind of because they don't really have a system. The tools are just like a sidekick, you know, they can help you out. Like if you don't have a system, you know, the tools don't really help a lot. My system is very simple. First I have, I use Todoist, but you can use any other to-do app right now. It's basically having it everywhere and then having kind of like both your work and life stored in a system and, you know, having like due date set, priority set, 
filtering set. So for instance, like when I start my day, I know exactly what I want to get done that day. I'm not like going in and trying to work for my inbox or something like that. Like I have a very specific task list. It's prioritized. The same thing kind of like with follow-backs. A lot of times in an organization, like for instance, at Duist, I need to follow back on messages, on people, on projects. And like, I'm not keeping that inside my head. You know, <laughs> I have that inside the system. And then, you know, I just look and see, okay, I need to like follow up on this project and find out like what is going on here or read this or even like email. So basically for my system, like I do everything. Like if I can respond to an email, I add it as a task inside like the system. Twitter, like if somebody messaged me, you know, like on Twitter and I can respond, I add that as a task. If I need to read an article, that is also a task. And the same thing goes like I have a shared project, multiple shared project with my wife. So, you know, she, if she wants me to do something, like she needs to add a task because if not, like, you know, I, I will not get it done. Yeah. So my wife is very good at that. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to elaborate on that because now we're taking it outside the office. We're bringing it into our whole life. And I think this is something I've never communicated with my partner. And I think it's maybe something that a lot could do because I realize that I have a system as well. And I love that you brought this up, that the tool or the technology isn't what solves the problem. Amir, I could tell you so many times, like I love testing technologies and I've ran all of the best technologies to the ground because I didn't have a system. Matter of fact, they became the accelerators of my chaos. And I don't know if any of the listeners have been through the situation where you downloaded Evernote and then you're like, yeah, this is a great tool. You started taking notes there, but then on your iPhone, you're using your, your Apple notes. And then at the same time, you have a couple tasks on Google, but then you, you download maybe Todoist as a technology and you have a few tasks there and it turns into accelerated chaos chaos. And so I'm really glad you brought this up. Now, you're saying even in your personal life, you even have an understanding that you know, when it's translated to a task, it gets done. And so there's a certain level of discipline, and I'm sure it doesn't come instantly. So what are some of those disciplines that you've seen are most successful to get you to, to, to be able to trust that list to convert to a task list? Is that the system that works? Like, what are the things I need to be aware of if I want to work in a similar system as to what you use? Yeah, honestly, I think it's kind of like creating habits and creating a habit and maybe a loop around this. That's maybe the central part. And a book I can really recommend deeply on this subject, it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. We've had him as a guest on the show, so we highly recommend his work. Oh, I will definitely, I need to listen to that episode because like I'm a huge fan, but that is something that is really critical. Maybe like at the beginning, you can just like start simple, you know, create a habit of just like plan your day and say like, I want to get two stuff done today, add them to a system, you know, build that up. And then as you go along, add more stuff to it. And, you know, something I see a lot of times is a problem with like building a system. It's kind of like if this system gets out of date, then it's kind of useless. <laughs> then you get more stress because you don't really know, like, have I really followed up on this? Or, like, do I have everything here? Or like, maybe I need to like, go into the inbox and look for stuff or like some other system. That is like a, that sentence to a system is kind of like getting out of a loop. And especially like once people get stressed, that's actually when where they lose touch with the system. And it's actually where you mostly need the system because you need to kind of prioritize stuff. Like maybe you can't get everything done today. Then you kind of like, need to go in and say like, what isn't critical, and then like postpone that or even delete that if it's not really critical, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Mindvalley. 
If you're someone that loves growing in every area of your life, whether that's health and fitness, mindfulness, spirituality, your productivity, leadership, and entrepreneurship skills, you'll definitely want to be someone that's part of our all access here at Mindvalley. We have an extraordinary quest in all categories of being an extraordinary human being. And if you are someone that loves to continuously grow by joining all access for less than $2 a day, you can have all of this so you never stop learning and you're always transforming. Be sure to go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman so you can see all the details of what becomes available to you when you join our all access membership. I can't help myself but think of a quote and I believe it's just a Navy SEAL quote or a Marines quote. So I might be butchering this. So if there's anybody who knows what the original quote to this is, definitely send me a message at Jason Mark Campbell on Instagram. I'll use Navy SEALs as the example, which is you never rise up to the occasion, you fall back to the level of your training. And so when things get stressful, you fall back to what habits you kind of were trying to drill into in the practice time. And I'd say if somebody's in a stable job doing regular work. This is a good time to start building those new habits. This is the time to train yourself to go into, I I believe you preach for a to-do list, zero daily practice. And so when things get stressful, you'll fall back to those habits. And I wanted to dig more into that. So I've heard of inbox zero. I've preached for inbox zero. You're talking about to-do list zero daily. Can you tell us more about this and how this applies? Yeah, I mean, basically, like, how my days look like is, like, I start every day with kind of to-do list for today. And then, you know, I just try to get, like, as much stuff done as possible. And sometimes I complete everything. Other times I need to postpone. But at least, like, I want to, like, reach the empty state just, like, inbox zero, you know. I want to have, like, the empty state. And if you actually train your mind towards this, then you create a habit. When you reach that inbox zero, you know, you're clear for today and you can kind of relax because you know you have follow up on everything and like done everything that you needed to do. So that is something like that I do every day. Like I reach this inbox zero on my email and to-do list zero on my to-do list. So that is definitely something I could recommend. And like, if you start small, like add a few tasks per day, you know, of the most critical stuff and just like do them or postpone them, but like at least reach this like to-do list zero and it creates like a really powerful habit. Well, I was going to say, if someone just never worked with this consistent to-do list, and you know, I've talked to you before the call that I've used Google Tasks in prior times. I think some people could use Outlook. Maybe they're using a CRM. So there's a lot of different to-do systems. But to me, the way I'm transitioning actually to to-do is, is because I see that I can have access to it everywhere. It's very simple to use. It's very quick to use. So it's not something that gets in the way of organizing my day. It's something that ensures it's done the right way. And so I was going to ask you, like, what would be some of the tips you'd give to somebody who's maybe never been so structured or never had a system? They want to get started. What is the first steps you should be doing when you translate? Let's say you're, I know there's a lot of listeners here who might be just doing the, oh, let's mark as unread email system, which is something I've used in the past and I think is horrible. It makes me look at that same email like 20 times. And so what does that translation to something better look like? Honestly, something I would like really recommend is like our writing team has done amazing job of actually like taking the best productivity systems in the world and writing a lot about them. And like if you look search on Google like Todoist and then productivity methods, you actually have like I think maybe top 10 or something like that of like GDD is one part of like they're getting things done. Another one is like Eisenhower Matrix, if you know about that. And actually we also have a survey or a quiz where we basically ask you a couple of questions and then we recommend 
stuff for you, like depending on like your personality type and stuff like that. So I would actually recommend starting there because you kind of like need to figure out like what is actually matching your personality because, you know, OCD systems maybe doesn't really match everybody. Like, <laughs> so maybe you need to really find something that kind of speaks to you and that is compatible with like your personality of what kind of like life you want to live. And there's like all kinds of systems that people have built that are suitable for that. So that is definitely something I would recommend people to check out. All right, Amir, we'll make sure a link is put into the show notes so people can go and take that quiz. I know I need to go take that quiz right now because that sounds like the most fun thing to do. And I wanted to kind of end this with speaking about the fact that if you're going to be moving towards high productivity system and if you're going to be translating into being successful in a remote team, I feel like there's a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm that needs to come from whether it's the founder, the CEO, or at least the top management team. In your case, being the one that you know promoted this as a first initiative, I think there's a lot of teams who wish they could see more of that, but they're maybe looking at ways as, how do I communicate better to my leadership team that this is something that would be useful? Or how does a leader actually get to help pivot the company to embrace a lot of these methodologies around higher productivity or working remote in the right way? What are things that you would suggest to anybody to be a better champion of these ways of working? Yeah, this also like maybe systems oriented is kind of communication styles. And like if you're a leader and you have like a team, then maybe you can kind of like try to adopt like a more asynchronous communication style. So push more towards like written communication, written documentation instead of like meetings. Because, you know, I have like regular friends that don't have like remote first jobs. And like, that's pretty tough being inside meetings all day long. Like you can't really be very productive in that kind of environment. You know, maybe the whole organization isn't really like this uh, oriented towards like remote first work or asynchronous communication, but maybe like your team could be if you Google like asynchronous communication, you can kind of like find a lot of articles about it and also best practices on how to adopt that. But that's something that we see that's kind of critical to kind of like make remote first work and also just like deep work and disconnecting for work as well. Like there's a lot of like topics that are kind of covered under that umbrella. At this, like what we really try to optimize toward is kind of like the future of work and trying to invent that <laughs> and trying to figure out like, you know, is there a better way to work together and can be actually created? So we'll see. I love it. Amir, thank you so much for coming here and sharing. And another thing people might not know is Doist is the company that's not behind just Todoist, but also their newest technology, which is Twist, which is a way to modernize communication. If any of you have been you know, finding the first step of moving towards more fluid communications, you might be using different tools like HipChat for some of the more old school ones, maybe something like Slack, which seems to be someone that take a lot of space in the work. I was maybe going to just throw here, Amir, kind of just an insight as to why do you think that there's some things, what are the things we should see in improvement in the way that we communicate, whether it's like really fast paced communication, where I know I've come back to a Slack channel or a Slack workplace where I have tons of messages all over the place. It's chaos. What have you noticed and what are you hoping to solve with this new play with Twist? The way that we look at work and productivity is kind of like we think we are still kind of in stone age of these things. And actually, the way that the market is moving is kind of in the wrong direction. So actually, if you look at like productivity graphs, we are actually not really getting more productive, even with these like amazing tools and amazing tech. It's actually going downhill. And one of the reasons here is from our side of point of view is like this always on real time systems, a lot of meetings. And for us, like a lot of the stuff that we do, 
like in knowledge work is very creative work. Like you're writing something, you need actually to think. And it's maybe not like chit-chatting, you know, like one-liners being online all the time, at least for our organization and the way that we look at work. Like we don't really think this is the best way to actually do the deep stuff, the important stuff. So that's why we kind of like try to, you know, uh, with Twist, we have actually tried to create like a mindful asynchronous first team communication app, a mix between like Slack and email or Microsoft Teams and email, but it kind of takes the best of both worlds, but it doesn't really create this always on real time chat system. It's more like you can actually connect and disconnect and you can still have time to think or like to write, to program, to design, whatever you do in your daily lives. So that's, you know, a short intro to what we are trying to do there. It's still very early. And also a lot of like, I think, especially managers, you know, they want to kind of like have meetings all the time, but like, you know, maybe we should actually question that, like (laughs) question also like the real time aspects, especially for like knowledge work and creative work. I don't think it's the best way. I can tell myself, like, I see how we're at the early stages. I've seized that data where it shows that even with all these new technologies, all this new communication, you would expect our productivity to skyrocket. And so I agree with you. We've definitely had the stone age, but we're doing little by little, seeing more and more data, learning new habits. And the fact that you're bringing up technology that maximizes our good habits, as opposed to bring down the lower, not so productive habits, I think is going to make some progress there. Amir, once again, thank you so much for joining the show and sharing some of these insights. For everybody listening, we we talked about how you know we were all shifted into this remote work environment. And here we have someone who founded their company. It has been promoting remote work for over 10 years. And there are some principles that they've put in place to be able to be more productive. We talked about having a system is much more important than the technology. So having the right habits, there's so many ways that you can do this. And I love that there's a survey that will be made available in the show notes where you can find out what are some of the systems that work best for you. Obviously, Amir here being the CEO founder of Doist has two amazing technologies, Todoist and Twist. I'm personally going to be going to do a deep dive in Todoist. I've already started adapting my system to work with this technology as it has a lot more flexibility with delegation. And so I would encourage anybody who's looking to be more productive to go to the Doist blog, to test out Todoist, to look at those technology. And if you're having some issues when it comes to active communication, Twist is their new initiative. And I do want to give a big shout out because I think these are the right technologies that are moving the world in the right place, making us have more fun at work, do more exciting work, be better knowledge workers, and not necessarily go crazy in the process. Amir, once again, thank you so much for coming here and sharing your insights. And for everybody listening, go do that quiz. I think you're going to all have a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see my own systems that I can implement in my life. Thanks again for tuning in to Superhumans at Work, which is always brought to you by Mindvalley. Know that All Access is our greatest offer where all of amazing quests in every area of your life are made available for you for under $2 a day. Simply go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, and then you'll get a chance to uncover all of the available journeys that you can go through to improve every single area of your life. Mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman is where you'll get all the information and you'll get to see what it's like to be part of a tribe of people looking to always improve and do the best possible in the world by starting with themselves. Thanks so much for tuning in and until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.